Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, I don't know how to... Recorded live. I don't know Okay. Good evening and welcome to another conference call for Help in Other States with Illinois for Thursday. April the 6th, 2017, at 7.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Here's the Bivens decision. This may is prior bearing false witness, misrepresentation, posting, inflammatory, in public forums is forbidden, shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. Eliminate all conflict and false allegations. Is there anyone attends today's meeting as a member, agent, and abandoned law enforcement agency or a public agency, federal, state, county, city, or township agency's presence? Is there any response to Bivens' decision for the first time? Here none. This may ascribe bearing false witness, misrepresentation, posting, inflammatory. In public forums, the forbidden shall be addressed in appropriate manner. Eliminate all conflict and false allegations. Is there anyone intends case being this member, agent of a law enforcement agency, or public agency, federal, state, county, city, or township agency? Is there any response to Bivens' decision for the second time? Third and final time this meeting is prior bearing false witness, misrepresentation, posting inflammatory act in public forums is forbidden, shall be addressed in appropriate manner. So make all conflicts and false allegations that anyone attends today's meeting as a member, agent of any law enforcement agency, or public agency, federal, state, county, city, or township agency is present. And is there a response to the session for third and final time? Hearing none. Mr. Moderator, here is the join me number for tonight, and we go from there, sir. Join me, 756-607-734. Again, it's 756-607-734. Your floor, Ms. Murray. Thank you very much, Nick, and welcome everyone on the Illinois call tonight. This is uh, the officer's call to Illinois for uh, April 6, Narveen and uh, Dave, we want to spend some time tonight uh, rehashing the answers for the first two questions. We want to enhance them a little bit and go over them a little more. We decided that uh, maybe we weren't spending enough time on on the answers to the questions and should be spending more more time on them instead of uh, a great amount of time on... uh, Dictionary and book and uh, meanings.
So we want to go back over the answers. What is an assembly? We want to go back over that. And uh, some of the people on the call tonight will have uh, comments that they'd like to add. And any time that you have a question, to speak up, then that will be perfectly all right. But we're here to help you all we can. Narvina, you see Thank the you. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. That's absolutely perfect. So, um, I'm here. Okay, I just got to get my program memory come up one day. Cancel on me. Sorry, senior. Fun to play its game. There we go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Um, the first one, the first question is, what is an assembly? And the first answer on that is Webster's 1828 dictionary definition, number one, of assembly. And um collection of individuals in the same place, usually for the same purpose. And I'd like someone to tell me why we have that, why do we, why do we pick that answer? We use the first diction, we first definition in the dictionary from 1828 because it's the most fitting for what we're doing for our assemblies and setting up assemblies. Tell me a little bit more about tell me a little bit, bit more about the um the eighteen twenty eight dictionary and how that happened to how that happened to be the eighteen twenty eight dictionary of Webster's is what we primarily use in the establishment of our documents and the one that we use for research because the documents that we research the most were written, were written a short time prior to Webster's 1828. So therefore, when we need the meaning of words, we look back in 1828 to get the exact meaning of words and carry those meanings forward into the documents that we comprise for the assembly. If you look very close from 1828 into a, a new dictionary today, you'll see the meaning of the words has been changed quite substantially for quite a few words. And it doesn't mean the same anymore. And we've had several times in the establishment of documents that we use internally where we found that the present meaning of that word was not the meaning that Webster had used. The intention of the meaning of the word had changed. So we refer to old dictionaries way back when we are, so to speak, interpreting or attempting to get the meaning of that word to know precisely what meaning of that document, what intention that document has, as we are based on the documents from the time period uh, quite a bit from the late 1700s. Thank you. Which would also be the word definitions that the founders would have used when they made up the uh, our Constitution. 
and I yield. Is there anyone else who'd like to chime in on this, on answer one? Let's go to answer two, Linda. Okay, I'll read answer two. What is an assembly? Um, answer two is an assembly consists of a group of people together who have a common communal background and a common purpose to organize to effect the advancement of the group in order to achieve mutual benefit for the group. Um, I have a I have a question about number one. May I ask, please? I'm going to go back to number one. Is that good? Yeah, go Karen's ahead. Energy. Thank you. I would like to ask Illinois if they have any thoughts or any um, comments about answer number one? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I, I was muted out for a second. Um, as far as the choice of dictionaries concerned, when you're crafting your own documents, it's basically whatever you want to use. So if you want to use the Webster's of that time, that's that's fine, because as long as you define your terms, that's what's important. Now, as far as the Constitution for the United States of America is concerned, the uh, Bouvier's Law Dictionary is what is considered to be the one you're supposed to go to as far as looking up the definitions of those words by no less than three acts of Congress, um, just that's for reference, just for the Constitution for the United States of America. Now, I've not found anything specific as far as an absolute reference for, say, other particular state constitutions of different date uh, as of yet, per se. I, I am looking, uh, but I haven't found any yet. Um, but um, I, uh, I I tend to look at the dictionaries as, as history lessons, because if you look at, say, Black's first, second, and third, and then start looking at Black's fifth, sixth, and seventh, you, you see pretty quickly what they're trying to do. And I agree with the changing of the vocabulary. Um, that's That's on purpose, and and that's to confuse and to to control. Um, right. But other than other than that, that's that was about all I had for comments, or as far as that was concerned, as far as the use of dictionaries is concerned. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I must ask another question, if, if I may, please. Um, why is it important? That 18, how does it fit in? It fits in. It's important because Webster made the dictionary for the common man. Webster used it so that he could give, uh, or he, he put this together so that he could give a meaning, a meaning at this time in history for the word. He has discovered that Bobiates is good, Valentine's is good, early blacks is good. They are good. But Webster's is the one we voted in the in one we were studying all the dictionaries. Webster's eighteen twenty eight dictionary was the one we voted in. And um generally the definition to make it 
make it pretty uh, easy. And generally, the first definition is the one we that is the appropriate definition. I yield. Okay. Um, answer number two: An assembly consists of a group of coming together who have a common background and a common purpose to affect the advancement of the group in order to, to achieve mutual benefit for the group. Why did we Is it important? At any time throughout history, when people lived in close proximity to each other in rural areas, when there became a necessary that a certain task be accomplished that would employ more than one family or more than one person, the people socially moved together and oh, well, discussed it. The thing's already right, but there's nobody here. The people would come together in order to accomplish a certain task. <coughs> So therefore, whether that task is one to do with uh, the effects of the weather or, or the effects of the economy or people having a natural disaster, people form themselves together in groups. An assembly is, is more for the uh, political means, it would be, in order to uh, accomplish a certain task. Anyone else would like to speak up on that? I was going to say an assembly is similar to townhouse, town, uh, town. Uh, what do you call it? I had the word in front of me. Townhouse uh, meetings where you, you meet in a town and discuss things, and that's all it basically is. But uh, it's important to assemble so that you can discuss and get through things. And I, uh, good evening. This is Emily Gay. I'm... Sorry, I'm just now joining you, but um, the, the discussion on the assembly is um, also, to me, it's, it's a place where you can express those views and concerns that um, you feel are relevant to you and others, and you do so in a public forum with people who you hope are like-minded, and I yield. Thank you. There anyone else would like to chime in? That's what I was going to say. A gathering of like-minded people. They have to be communicating in the same language in order to understand each other, uh, in order to come together to make decisions on their governance. And, uh, yeah, the like-minded people was what I was going to say also. Thank you. Let's go on and read question three, or answer three, uh, Linda. Okay, I will. Answer three to what is an assembly is the earliest known record of assembly, a.k.a. Ecclesia, was found in Acts 19, 32-40. Ecclesia is not found as will be seen by race, language, city, state, or national boundaries. Corporate laws, space, or time. 
God may have inspired the writer to use so to con- connote um, transcendent transcendence of his calling out, tracing it back to its beginning and bringing it forward to the present will show this back clearly. This is this is what 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 they're talking about here and what Cindy presented to us in the assembly. I mean in the in the one lecture she had on Ecclesia um, does cover the earliest meanings of the word assembly. And the earliest meanings of the word assembly I, I discovered was was um well of course Ecclesia is, is Greek and the Greek city states are that they, they use they use this word to um identify their uh, civil assemblies. And the meaning calling out actually does mean calling them out of their houses to the assembly. And and the person that did that was duly elected to do that, call the people out of their houses to come to the assembly. And they were open to everyone in the community. Even children came. And the wives came too, but it was primarily the elected men that um, conducted the business, and it was the, the civil business of, of the, the city or the, the small town. And this was all over, all over the, the Greek world at the time. And that was um, somewhere around 700 BC, 500 BC or so. And then eventually, eventually, about the time of Christ, it, the, the 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 Jewish people in the in the um, well, they all knew Greek back then. They, they knew Greek in the Holy Land. They knew Greek in, in um, other places also. But they also started um, calling their synagogue assemblies um, ecclesia. They started using the same word for their synagogue assemblies. And then eventually, nowadays, it has been changed, so the meaning means church. And it means church, church building, but it, it never really did mean the church building. It meant, it meant the people. <clears throat> I yield. So, in other words, assemblies were a means of communication, of communicating ideas, of getting the word out to the communities and the people of the community. And then it turned into, hear ye, hear ye, the town crier. He was giving everybody the uh, latest information, the latest edict from the powers that be. And then it turned into newspaper sales, the, the little boy on the corner selling his newspapers and all the writings of... Uh, Ben Franklin and uh, Thomas Paine in our early, early history. And uh, so the assembly of people is not a new idea. It's been thrown by the wayside so that the power takes over and they, they don't want the people to know all the inside information. Otherwise, they lose their power. 
and I yield. The assemblies and townships were the people binding themselves together. And in, in township meetings, they instructed by vote what they would have their trustees and their officers to do. That everyone would be moving in concert other than five people meeting every two weeks to decide for the entire population. And once assemblies had been formed in the olden days, like in Europe, the people were bound to those assemblies and they they had a way of a sense of community and a source of social structure so people could be looked after. But otherwise, without uh, any structure at all socially, uh, uh, people are left wide open. Thank you. Linda, would you like to read four? Yes, I will. Answer four. Assembly were meetings held the early colonists during which those they called assemblies of their group were to be organized. Sorry to bother you saying, Linda. Can I have anybody that's not answering or asking questions mute themselves? Oh, okay. Star six, please. Because I'm okay. having a hard time that's catching okay. you. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, everybody. Um, they were formed, or they, excuse me, they were the foundations from which the Constitutional Republic eventually emerged. They were the foundations from which self-government became the chosen manner of governance even before the more formal structure was established. Do I want to comment on this one? Any questions from Illinois about it? Comment. This is an interesting answer. There were there were times that in in this country when the people met on Sunday. They met they they assembled themselves together on Sunday in in the morning. They took care of as in assembly, they took care of all the business of the community. You know, if there was someone that was sick, if there was someone away from home that they needed their home looked after, if there was uh, any disaster in the neighborhood that uh, people needed to uh, come to the aid of, if there was any new development, they did all be aware of it. And then they would sit down and they would all have a meal together on that day, and then in the afternoon they would conduct their uh services of scripture study and praying. So it was part of the community. It was part of how these people functioned and they came to the point where people moved into an area they really wanted to become part of the church and part of the assembly in order for their own welfare but as much as the welfare for everyone else. That's exactly what they did too. Okay, we can go on to question two. Yeah. 
Um, our assembly has has gotten um, a bit like what you just described over the last few years. We've gotten to know each other a little bit better. Okay, question number two. What is the purpose of an assembly? Answer one. The purpose of an assembly is to enable people in a positive law coming together in an assembly to reassemble the county or country state back to its original jurisdiction and to redress grievances, including notice after a review of the government. So I have a question, Linda, if I may. Yes. Um, when you read this description of the assembly, which is an amazing description, but does it also mean that there are other assemblies that may assemble for other reasons? That is also there, isn't it? Okay, the First Amendment is right to assemble. Whether it is for this reason or for another reason, it's still the same right, isn't it? Yes. I'm clear. Yes, assemblies were the, the normal uh, structure socially for people to act politically within their area and to address the needs of the people as a whole. And assemblies were long before the First Amendment. Assembly, <clears throat> assemblies were quite prevalent in Europe prior to the uh, white people moving to this continent. Uh, yeah, and if I'd make a if I could make a comment, the uh, yeah. the the name of the assemblies. This is something that I've found in a few treatises on law. Uh, they go back very far, uh, pre to 1066, um, when William the Conqueror came over from Normandy into England. There were what they called the assemblies in England. They they called them the hundred court, and what it was was a hundred families that would come together into their assembly. And I've never seen anything in either anthropology or law that gave a reason, but if I had to speculate with my limited knowledge of the subject, it, it was probably because we as human beings basically have 250 people, give or take, uh, that we consider to be a community. Everybody else is pretty much considered to be other. And this is something, a phenomenon that is the same across all cultures, all areas of the planet. And if you had 100 families, them with their children, that would be right around 250. Um, and it was called the 100 court. And that that then later, the 100 courts then later came in to be, uh, there would multi be multiple ones of them that then formed a borough or a shire, which later became known as a county. So that's that's my little two cents of input on, on assembly. Thank you. Is there anyone else got any uh, thing to add to to answer one? Weren't okay. the weren't the um, Israelites wandering in the desert? Weren't they established in hundreds? Like that, their their structure, and uh, Aaron was the the one to take controls. I, I'm not totally versed in that area, but I, it's 
it rings familiar of the 100s. Can anyone else help uh, help me explain that? <laughs> when it, when it got to the Anglo-Saxon language, it was the word T-H-U-N was the word that was used for hundreds. And eventually that's where the word town come from. T-O-W-N came from that. It's a group of a of hundred people that had brought themselves together in the, in the form of a social structure for their... Uh, it would make up their assembly or their, their social structure for pol- political and, and economic reasons. The book that Cindy took all this information from, I have that, that book on the Ecclesia, and it's, it gives the whole structure in there of how, uh, like Dave was telling, how they start out with a small group and they keep merging into larger and larger and larger groups, but they still have their own separate autonomy, but they're linked to everyone else, to, to the larger groups, and they're linked to the... Uh, Laterally, also, so they they're connected with people in other areas. This was just a basic necessity of life where it made sense to do this certain thing. But it, it, if people want to accomplish a certain task, I was watching uh, European news last night, and uh, there's an assembly that the people had formed in Greece because they're sick and tired of listening to the news, and they're listening to what the political hierarchy is passing down to them so an assembly has been formed in Greece in order to demand that the economy be set straight and uh, that the truth of uh, what's going on with the state of uh, Greece's government be brought forward so that people would know the exact truth. So there's quite a movement in Greece right now of tens of thousands of people right now for the purpose of of them, you know, wanting to get... uh, their situation righted and to be able to move forward so everyone can make a living and get along peaceably. Good. I hope they do what Iceland did. Yes. What did Iceland do? Oh, do you want me to go into what Iceland did in case anybody doesn't know? Well, go, go ahead and, well, go ahead and answer because well, most I think most of us might know, but some of us don't know the details you may be saying here. Well, I, I only I, I gleaned I gleaned as many of the details as I possibly could at, whilst it was happening years ago, because I was very interested in the fact what what Iceland did is they they had had absolutely enough of the international banking cartel and the international monetary fund and the bankers in general. And they assembled in large enough groups where they literally surrounded their Congress and they said, look, you either you're, you will fix this, you will remove these banks, you will bankrupt them, and you will put this all right, or they're basically going to pull you out of Congress and arrest all of you. And so that was, that was pretty much the be-all and end-all of that. And they didn't. The politicians didn't really have much choice to go along and follow their banker friends anymore. They were forced to do what was right, which was to squash the debt uh, and forgive it, and then change their entire banking system. And of course, the 
the meme and the the attitude of the bankers is always, well, if you do this, then you're going to suffer and you're going to go through years of hardship and so on and so forth, and you're all going to you know, waste away and die or something. There's, it's always fear-mongering. But after a few years, Iceland was back on its feet better than ever, and now they have absolutely no control over them in regards to this cabal. Yeah. So that's what they chose. And I think that it's far, far over time for the Greeks to do it. I was stunned that they didn't do it before. Has anyone else got any comments on answer one? Um, if I'd like to make a parallel to what happened in France, and I I do it is where they actually uh, tore. It's not just proverbial, but they actually physically tore the shirt off the. Um, CEO of, uh, or a chairman of some senior position, he was talking in public, and the people were so angry that they, he had, they had to escort him out with a torn shirt. And uh, I find that very amusing because a shirt has so many different, um, you know, take the shirt off my back, that sort of thing. There's so many different meanings. But between what's happening in America, what happened in Iceland, what's happening in South America, Latin America, in in you know Europe, in in France, um, also in Belgium, the only areas that we do not have some of this activity of of challenging the the uh, um, the cabal, if, and I prefer to use that word instead of the ruling elite because. Act- Actually, it's the people who are the ruling elite, but the cabal is trying to keep the people down. The only area that is not is China and some of the, you know, the Far East. But even the islands like Philippines, Indonesia has not, but Philippines has risen against them. So it's it's not just an isolated thing. It's a growing worldwide phenomenon. That is what I I wanted to underline with this. With that, I yield. Thank you. Has any anyone else got any comments on answer one? Linda, let's go on to answer two, please. Yes. The specific purpose of the Michigan General Drill Assembly is to attempt to effect to re assemble the Constitutional Republic form of government for the United States of America by lawful and peaceful means. A lot of Well, this is what Michigan's General Jewel Assembly um, has embraced. And I'm sure that each state would want to um, come up with their own way of stating what their specific purpose is. Or, um, but uh, I'm sure that a lot of the ideas will will. Be similar, and I yield. Yeah. Very good. 
Michigan Assembly had a impetus from different people, different walks of life, going to court and, and being innocent would not get remedy in court. And many people have tried for many, many ways in different attempts by different people using different information and different materials failed to get a remedy. They failed to have their issues heard. They failed to be able to accomplish redress. So there gets to be a point where the people have to unite themselves under this purpose. They have to assemble themselves with the idea that they have to accomplish the strength in numbers in order to put together a system by which they can peaceably live together within the confines of their own government and to have redress and justice and liberty for all, something that we don't have at this point in time. There wasn't any... uh, People have looked. There wasn't any other solution to this problem other than to put an assembly together. Many people have tried for many times and have lost all they've had and have suffered terribly in the hands of these courts in this country, only to lose every time. Does anyone else would like to speak up on the answer to? goes back to it reaches a point where we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. There reaches a breaking point where the people finally wake up and decide, well, our representatives or the ruling uh, elite are not serving our needs anymore and we got to take things under our own control. And again, to for us to be lawful and by peaceful means, we're mad as hell and we don't want to take it anymore. And we want to express to other people and get the numbers together so that we can make a difference. One person can't make a difference, no. But one plus one plus one plus states plus, you know, counties, states, other states, we all get together in the same thinking process with the same peaceful means and the same process, eventually we can do it. All things are possible. Is there anyone else who would like to speak up on question two? Yes. I uh, just, I just, this is Joe Fry, and I just want to say basically uh, united we stand, divided we fall, and we've uh, we've found that out in our study and we've found also you got to watch for the bad apple in the uh, bunch and and so forth but uh yeah we just uh are a good assembly that uh wants to make sure that it's done right and well and the biggest thing is being uh, willing to help others and and just this is an example tonight with Narveen and her group Illinois and being able to 
just reach out to everybody. We're all human beings on this planet. Uh, we we have the same uh, rights to uh, uh, everything, and and being able to represent that means a lot to me. And I think most of us in this immediate group feel the same. And I yield. Is there anyone else who'd like to speak up on answer two? Yes, this is Dan. Yes, um, we bought a uh, revolution uh, with England way back when, and uh, we won that. Okay, only to be uh, fighting a second one today from the same source, the same entity, which is uh, the uh, our attorneys. Uh, you go to court, and you've the uh, judge is a bar lawyer, and the attorney that for the other side is a bar lawyer. And if you hire one, you've got a bar lawyer. And they, the bar lawyers are, uh, bar stands for British Accredited Registry. So we are in another battle today, and we are about to win, I believe, and I yield. If I could comment on that, not to not to digress too far off from where we were at, but I would like to make a slight comment about the whole entire problem with the British and the bar. When I come and bring the stuff, I'll do as best I can to amass all of the information that I have regarding how Britain never truly let go and how they've all the various different acts that they've done and all the various different things that they've done, everything from the Admiralty Extension Act to the fact that they never let go of Admiralty jurisdiction to the fact that you're, everything you just said was exactly right and that what they're doing is they're administering our estates and treating us as infants. So there is, there is so much behind that story and I have, I have unraveled, well, almost, I think all of it, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm never one to say that I figured everything out, but um, I, I, I can't wait to give you guys everything that I have on it. And please, by all means, disseminate it to everybody you come in contact with. Because if everybody knew the actual story, you know, as the, as the wise man once said, if you could float around in my head for a day, you know, or I could, or I could force everybody to float around in my head for a day of what, I, what I've learned about what's going on on the, on the deepest levels regarding the British, um, this, this would probably not be a peaceful revolution for very long. Wow, that that sounds very interesting. You have all this information all uh, uh, composed together in a in a document. Absolutely, I have a I have a folder in my desktop, and it's called um, it's called my timeline folder. And inside my timeline folder, I have specific, very different timeline folders inside that. Ones around the revolution, ones around the Reconstruction and the Civil War, and other ones around. Uh, William the Conqueror in 1066 and other ones, because this goes far farther back than just this country. I mean, when you talk, when you talk about the Bible and it talks about woe unto you, Pharisees, scribes and Pharisees, they're talking about the attorneys. Really? Absolutely. What is a, what is a Pharisee? A pharaoh of the sea. The merchant bankers, the merchants, the ones who, the ones who sell you their law. That's the law merchant. That's the attorney. Nothing has changed. So if we brought a flash drive, maybe if Comsec 
could uh, have that flash drive, then maybe we could all get that information. Is that yes, possible? every single one of you, yeah, every I... single welcome to bring a flash drive. It shouldn't take we before, and I uploaded everybody's uh, information because what I have is not just my hard drive. I have uh, uh, Richard Cornforce's entire hard drive. I have most of Bill Thornton's. I have most of Tammy Peppermans. I have most of Oh my goodness! I have I have a lot, <laughs> but it's all docked, oh. so it doesn't doesn't take too long. But you want to at least get a flash drive that's at least I would say twenty gig or bigger. Okay. I'll have a I'll have a big drive to download the stuff too. Thank okay. you. Yeah, absolutely, no problem. Because that's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy I enjoy collecting other people's hard drives and then giving them to everybody else. Because I do I keep it organized. Can find what you're looking for, and what I've done finally is now I get to the point with my computer is that all I have to do is type into the search section. All I have to do is type into the search line what I'm looking for, and I use my computer like it was the internet, except everything that I find on my computer actually gives me the answers I want instead of getting off track by things like stupid Google. You know? But sorry to digress. I just wanted to throw that in there. Thank you. Have you brought it right up to? Uh through the Second World War and, and up through uh, the 80s and 90s? Yes, I got it up to 2010, and that was as far as I went because the, the time doctor specific to how we got here, and I wasn't focusing so much on all of the stupidity that's happened as of late, even though that is something on my to-do list. So, Yeah, it's, uh, it's coming by the bucket loads now. Okay, it's... Uh, we can use the rest of the uh, the rest of our time tonight for just general discussion back and forth, but we're all done on the questions, so and we're all done on the answers for tonight. So, if there's anything, uh, Narveen, that you would like to discuss, or anything you'd like to tell us about what's going on in Illinois, we'd be more than glad to listen. Uh, Narveen just stepped out for a second to, to talk to somebody else. Um, uh, what I was going to say was that we were working on, uh, I, I was asked by Indiana and another state to create a handbill, uh, a, a one single page, if anybody doesn't know what a handbill is, a handbill is single instructions that are to the most exacting points only, and handbills used to be used, well, literally handbills were used to build all of Egypt. They would put out these handbills and say, here, this is your job for this guy here. This is your job for this guy here. This is your job for this guy. And they'd read the handbill. They'd do what they needed to do, and everything would get done. Well, I've been asked to create a handbill for recruiting as far as assemblies are concerned, and I've been asked to create a handbill for, which would kind of be hard to do because it's a bit too large of a subject, but the understanding of the common law. So I'm going to do my best to compile that in a way that's simple and concise uh, to the best of my ability. Uh, and, and by the way, as far as, as far as the update for the handbook is concerned, it's done. I just today got in contact uh, email-wise back and forth with Michael Badnarik, and I sent it off to Bill Thornton, and I got to get back with Anna um, probably tomorrow about editing, editing and, and, and editing and any additions in regards to it. So that's where that's at at the moment. What is the object of your handbook? It's the it's the it's the layout of the handbook of how to how to use how to function how to function and use the grand jury. 
all of the various different things of what the grand jury is, how it works, how you would go about bringing an indictment, and all the different powers of a grand jury. Um, I describe and understand. Well, basically, what it is, what it's become, is a small, short treatise on on the various jur- jurisdictions of law, and then a focus in the middle of it on the who, what, when, where, and why of a grand jury. And I have information in there regarding an assembly as well. But I've I would be and. I believe that you guys will probably be the biggest help as far as any additions that are concerning concerning the concerning the assembly and and bringing it together and and the who what when where and why of of the assembly but that's that's what that's for and it's now it's now over well after I get done with the index and the bibliography it'll probably be over two hundred pages so it's it's not a not a short thing, but at the same time I really in truth and all honesty, couldn't make it any shorter because I felt a lot of the things that I'd placed in there were kind of a necessity for building blocks in order to get what needs to get done, done. So, do, so did you go back and do the research in uh, Corpus Juris Secundum? In in Corpus Juris Secundum, yeah, I have I have Corpus Juris Secundum. I have all of Amjur, and um, I have. Well, I have a, you'll see it when I, you'll see it when I bring it. I have an awful lot of research material that I that I stemmed from, or took from. That's very good. It'd be interesting to see such a document. Can you tell yeah. us what else is going on down there, Steve? Or if you want, is there anything else you want to add? Um, can I can I mention something, please? Oh yes, please go ahead. Now, Paul, when you and I had talked once, you had mentioned a very interesting um, fact that there are two volumes of the Corpus uh, Juris Secundum that have been removed from all the libraries, and they are not available. And I wanted to bring it up here. Yes. If you go, we have chased down a couple of lawyers' uh, libraries, and those two volumes are always missing. You can get information from those volumes online, but you, if you are going to uh, pursue action in a court of law, you would need that book. So which ones are they? Because I, I'm sure they're going to be very valid for what we are doing. Which, what are the names of those people? I have had those written down, and I carried them in my billfold for a long time, and I would have to search them up again to know exactly which two. American 38A and American <laughs> Jurisprudence. Uh, it's what a flash drive can you please repeat that? Yep. Corpus Juris Secundum Volume 38A and American Jurisprudence. Let me just, I gotta get a flash drive and then I can find what I need. Thirty-eight A is sixty-five, sixty-five pages long. 
Right. Could you that's, the one, that's the one that we're missing most of the time. So we're, we're missing 65 and 38A. No, 65 pages from 38A, is it? The whole volume. No, it would be the volume, volume 65. There's way over 100 books. So volume 65 and 38A are the two that are missing. We will, by the time we get there Saturday, we'll have them. Okay, okay, but, please. Uh, uh, I see, I see the end of the book at the very beginning of this document. Corpus Juris Secundum 38A, large A, and below that it says gas to guarantee, G-U-A-R-A-N-T-Y. Then on page 24, is where it says we have it's about the de jure. There cannot be a grand jury de, jure, grand jury de facto when there is a grand jury de jure. Uh, okay. American Jurisprudence, uh, Volume 97. Oh, yeah. There you go. I forgot that one. That's the two that, we've been, that we always have. You can find them online, but you can't find them. The old hard books. What was the su- what was the subject of ninety seven? What was the subject of Andrew ninety seven? Uh, the people's common law or the people's grand jury. Okay, okay, grand jury. Okay. I will check and see if I have that um, when I get back in front of my computer. Yeah, you'll be able to find it on a computer, but we need to find the books that we can touch. I have the electronic version myself right on my screen right now. We got to pause, but again, like he says, we want the book form because that's the most. Is is ninety seven missing out of out of the digital form? No, I got it digitally, but it's missing out of hard hard copy. It's not missing. We're just not far enough up the line yet in order to uh, be able to get hold of it. Oh, I'm so sure you guys, the Supreme Court's got it. Oh, so you're saying that you guys have a hard copy of Amjur, the whole the whole book series, and you're just missing 97? Is that what you're saying? Or maybe no. I'm not following. No, no. We know that all the rules pertaining to all the information pertaining to the people's grand jury is in 38A and 97. Okay. But if you want to push your case in in uh, in actuality, you're going to need those two books. Because there's been many times we have compared documents from over the Internet, from the actual book, that we found that it's been changed. So there's, there's nobody that can vouch for the text that's on the Internet is absolute. Uh, valid. Okay, so that's what you're getting at. You're getting at, at being able to validate the the truth of the of the verbiage. Okay, I okay. Now I see where you're going with it. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, when you walk in with their book, with their stamp on it, with their writing, 
You know, there's nothing can be contested. Have you looked at your state capitol library yet? Because when I when I used to, I spent years in the Wisconsin State Library in the Capitol building because I used to live in Madison, and I would wander in there, and all of those documents, all reference materials is laid in there. Now, I, I can't vouch for the specificity of 97 or Corporate Chair Secundum 38A being there because that was such a long time ago, but I know that the corporate state uh, capital libraries have these things, and I would seriously doubt if if any member of the of the Congress or whatever would allow those books to be broken up or changed or removed, but I I could be wrong. When when the uh, there is a patriot group in the central part of Michigan that meant at CMU, we rented a uh, an auditorium at CMU to meet once a month, and uh, about five hundred six hundred feet down the street there was a huge library. It was like three or four floor library, a very, very uh, huge library. And after uh, we got going a few years, they removed every law book from that library that we were accessing on a regular basis. And that was a university library they did that to? Yes, way back before 2000. Interesting. Did any, I, don't, I don't suppose anybody bothered to track down who and or why they did that. Well, you can't get any straight answers. But see, we, someone was finding a book down there, and they'd write it, everything down, all the information on the book, and then we have a meeting, and that information would be passed on. And then so other people that had similar cases or similar court problems would run down to there, you know, and get that book and run down the copy machine and copy off some pages so they could use it. They're all reference books, you understand. And then after a while, they just started disappearing. Huh. Well, what do you it's, know? it's not an uncommon thing. I mean, you can't, uh, you, you can't let indentured servants go to town. Well, yeah. Little, they, they little might, they, they, they would, would be, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, they might see how the other half lives. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot that uh, probably uh, 35 years ago, we spent a lot of time going through old country uh, bookstores, picking up government books, and uh, finally a lot of that stuff just started disappearing. It, it was gone out of colleges and, and gone out of book depositories. Those books just started disappearing. Yes, and actually, I have a friend of mine who's another good researcher made a mention to me that he said a lot of the law books that Google had started to place online, as far as you know, things that no longer had the copyright on them and whatnot, um, even they even they've started to started to disappear. So I'm that doesn't surprise me a bit. Um, so what I would suggest is that everybody that has access and knows of various different places where they can download uh, treaties and other reference material as far as a scanned version of it is concerned, I would I would gather as much as you possibly can right now and then make sure that we disseminate it to everyone else. And I'll bring everything that I have, and I'm happy to give it to everybody because I have, I have hundreds, hundreds of volumes digitally stored on PDF uh, scanned. So... Very good. Very good.
Yeah, we've been we've been uh, collecting books for a long time. We collect everything we possibly can. Is there any other questions or anything from Illinois you, that you would like to bring forward tonight? I can't think of anything right now, but if I, if uh, you know, I do, then of course I'll bring it along with me to to on Saturday. But um, this is absolutely vital because what we'll do is once we get those volumes not only will we keep a copy but we can send out a search for them and you we might even find it not in america but overseas somewhere it's that could be a possibility uh-huh because there's sometimes there antique volumes of vital books like the corpus juris that come them it's a very important uh, set of books and they may be of all places in a London library somewhere. So we are in somewhere in Belgium or in Netherlands uh, at The Hague. We, we don't know. But once we know what we're looking for, then it's easier to find it. Yes. Yes. I wish you well. But every place that we've looked, we've not been able to find it. Did you, did you look overseas in, uh, internationally? There were some people that were computer savvy, and they did some searches. Usually, you can start out on a books when you're looking for a law book, a government book, or a history book. You can find more books on a law than you on a books than you can anywhere else. A B E, and uh, that's even beginning to dry up from what it was a few years ago. There's not as many books on that one even. And go look nice. for. For a book on uh, on uh, all the classes civics, go look for a civics book that was written in this country from like 1900 on. See if you can find one anywhere, just anywhere at all. There are no civics books out there, hardly at all. You see, civics used to be taught in the school, so the students knew exactly how the government functions what the functions was of government at each level and what the officers at each level, what their jobs were, and about the election process and about how to make a law and uh, how that people could gather together to uh, put a petition in place and to bring up on referendum at the local election an issue that the people wanted considered. All that was in the civics books. And see, they don't teach civics anymore. As a matter of fact, uh, I started school way back in the early 50s, and there wasn't any civics books in school then. Yeah, I completely agree. Civics is something that's been erased. But if you want to look for old civics books, any of those old civics books that would have been possibly laid down as far as one-room schoolhouses are concerned that would have been archived, you you would still be able to find them in the Library of Congress. If, If any of you have, I used to have a friend who, well, actually, I think she still does have it, he has a Library of Congress uh, library card, and if you have a Library of Congress library card, they will pull anything they've got for you. And if you need to go copy it, then you can go copy it. Now, that might require somebody's, I don't know, a journey to D.C. at some point in time, but if you amass enough of them or enough, enough specific books or titles of which you want to copy, 
to go there and to copy them, they don't have a problem with it, but that would probably be the one and only place where they would not ever be removed because they are not allowed to be removed. Right. So that's that's the only thought I had about that as far as being able to find those old civics books because I bet you, I bet you could find them in the Library of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. They, they should be at the local library, and they should be in the local school. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah they yeah. should be. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, Illinois, would you like to get together next uh, Thursday night? Yeah, that'd be fine, and I'll uh, I'll look forward to exchanging information and bringing all my hard drive Great. stuff for you guys on Saturday. Great. So we appreciate yeah. your efforts very much. Well, I'm, gonna... I'm just happy to exchange information with anybody that's got something I don't have. So that's the way I look at it. Well, we're bringing uh, quite a bit with us on Saturday that uh, we know you don't have, and uh, we're going to share it with you. And, uh, Great. You'll be able to uh, you want to bring a good notebook with you because there's a lot to be said and there's a lot going on, so you want to take a voracious amount of notes. I'll audio record the whole thing, and I'll clear out the rest of my hard drive to make sure I've got a good 20 gigs for you guys to put your stuff into. Yeah, well, we don't we don't allow any recording in our meetings, so there's no recording either audio or video except for our own record that we make. So I clear that up right now before you know. We do. I know in patriot meetings it was always allowed, but in these assembly meetings there's there's no recording of any nature. There's not even anyone allowed to take pictures in the room. Okay. Okay, don't. Well, we'll uh, close this out for tonight, and thank you, everyone from Michigan, for being on this call tonight. And uh, everybody have a safe trip down to Marcellus, and uh, we'll see you in a few days down there. And the uh, national call is on in a few minutes, so we'll all see you later. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Linda. We'll see you later. Good night. Good night. Thank Good night. you, Illinois. Okay, this one I'm helping other states conference call for Thursday, April the 6th, 2017 at 8.51 p.m. We'll see you back here next, uh, next Thursday at 7.30 p.m. our time, 6.30 Illinois time. Well, I mean, the next good meeting, the next good meeting, I especially my thanks and have a good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.